Hey, you came back. And well, if this is your first time, welcome to the Come Again podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Bartley, and this is where we talk about all things reinvention and storytelling. Now, I've really been heavy on the reinvention side of things for this year, and that's okay. Really breaking down this reality of the reinvention paradigm that we looked at, where reinvention is the foundation. That's the most philosophical part of the framework. Then we have realignment which is your vision and goals, which is the most strategic. And then we have resetting, which really deals with your habits and your rituals. Uh, Because many times, as I used this analogy in the past, you don't need to renovate the house. Sometimes all you need to do is just rearrange the furniture. A little feng shui need to go on in the house, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to look at another profile today. What we're looking, who we're looking at is Jay-Z. And I think you're going to start to see a, a pattern between the profiles that we are covering. So I think the first one was Robert Downey Jr. Then we looked at J.K. Rowling. And now we're going to look at, or is it Rowling? Y'all tell me in the comments. Uh, I tend to mix up the pronunciation. And now we're going to look at Jay-Z, also known as, or born as, Sean Carter on December 4th. Great track. And uh, he uh, is native of Brooklyn, New York, and his early life was steeped in adversity. Uh, he was raised in the Marcy Houses, which we call the projects. It's a public housing complex, and he encountered all things, violence, poverty, crime. And what made it even more complicated was the absence of his father at the age of about 11. And so these early experiences were instrumental in shaping his future. And the reason why is because the people that we tend to look up to, they have gone through so much adversity. And maybe even things that you have gone through, which is why you may resonate with some of them. And you're like, wow, this person went through exactly what I went through and look at how they turned out. And the reason why that's important is because oftentimes you might also can do the same thing for somebody else not knowing it. So he uh, found solace in music early on and turning uh, to rap as an escape and a form of expression. And so Jay-Z honed his skills by engaging in rap battles, developing a unique style characterized by fluid rhythms and clever wordplay. I remember watching a documentary once that talked about his ability to uh, have this improvisational flow I think not in his early years but a little bit more when he when he got a little bit more mature uh, he, he's able to lay lyrics over a particular track as if he was as if he was a jazz musician it just felt very improvisational it wasn't you know staccato to the actual beat but it was almost as if the beat doesn't run or determine how he dictates the lyrics it's almost the other way around uh and love it Uh, despite lacking major label support early on he remained undeterred selling cds out of the trunk of his car and showcasing this do-it-yourself ethic that would eventually define his career and the reason why that's important is because it was only until 1996 that jay-z launched his debut album which was reasonable doubt a critical success that chronicled his experiences in the streets of Brooklyn. And what that did was mark the beginning of a series of successful albums, including The Blueprint 
and also the Black Album, which propelled him to hip-hop royalty status. Now, I think the Black Album is when I really started listening to Jay-Z. That was like early 2000s. So, yeah, so I was a latecomer, latecomer. Uh, but there was something about the messaging. And you know what? For the most part, for me, it wasn't just the messaging. If, if I'm honest with myself, it was more so listening to the flow and the style, the confidence, the delivery of this individual. Back then, I actually, there were two artists that I really listened to, uh, hip-hop artists that I really listened to a lot. And it was almost as if they were uh, on opposite ends of a spectrum when it comes to delivery. Jay-Z on one side, Eminem on the other. And Eminem is very on the beat, uh, you know, and of course, you know, he's got the double rhyming in the middle of a verse and at the very end. And then Jay-Z is a lot more improvisational. And so me listening to these individuals and back then when I used to do spoken word, it really influenced how I also delivered. And so this was a very... For me, uh, in the early 2000s, very prime time for for uh, for hip hop and what was coming out back then. Uh, and so uh, when it came to like, you know, the blueprint and the black album, his lyrics often depicted this rags to riches story resonating with a wide audience. I mean, me included. But here's the thing. He then transitions from music and I shouldn't say transitions, but he, it's like he adds an additional component. So Jay-Z's reinvention wasn't just limited to music, because even though it's implied, you know, coming from this difficult childhood, he has leveraged something that was given to him or at least revealed to him that he was really great at doing. And he used that, which was music, the gift of music, the gift of lyricism and, and rhyming, and he used that to shape or to 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 evolve into a different person. So from somebody who used to sell drugs and someone who was violent to someone who was delivering a message, even if it was about what he used to do. But even that, even th even those messages started to evolve as well. Uh, so, yeah, his reinvention wasn't limited to music. He co-founded Rockefeller Records, establishing control over his music and business dealings. He expanded his empire with the creation of the clothing line Rockaware and his involvement in the 4040 Club Sports Bar. Uh, you know, he 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 had this oh, also this uh, stake in the Brooklyn Nets and the launch of his music streaming service title. Do you see how things have been adding up? So you have uh, Rockefeller Records, you've got Rockaware, you've got 4040 Club Sports Bars, you've got the Brooklyn Nets stake, you've got Tidal which just further exemplified his entrepreneurial spirit. Sometimes, and I want you to listen to me closely, sometimes all it takes is just one gift. <laughs> Honestly, let me rephrase what I'm about to say. Oftentimes, the opportunity to use one gift reveals itself and you really hone that gift really master that craft and then from there there are other opportunities that open up because of you using that one gift i know sometimes you're just kind of uh we have the the shiny toy syndrome where oh i'm good at this oh i'm good at this or analysis paralysis 
I don't even know where to start. Oh my goodness. There's so many different ways that I can do things. One thing I recently watched a documentary uh, from another artist and this artist said they started out DJing. This is around the same time that Jay-Z was, was uh, beginning to be exposed to rap music. And he started off as a DJ, but realized that that wasn't his thing. As a matter of fact, it was the embarrassment that uh, another friend of his um, uh, did while rapping about him and embarrassed him that caused him to spend all night writing lyrics and delivering it the next day. And, and that moment he realized this is what I'm really good at doing. So I say that because there's always an opportunity. There's always an event, maybe even a person that is revealing to you something that you're good at doing naturally that, of course, you have to work on and, you know, you have to hone in. And so uh, and then once you do that, other opportunities will just open up. So he goes from just being an artist to being a businessman. And then the evolution continues. Remember, I don't know if we talked about this, but this idea that once you get so good at what you're doing and you're adding value in these ways, the 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 peak of you being um, the master of your craft is giving back. Not just in the gift itself, but his philanthropic efforts. So for instance, he's huge in philanthropy. Um, and this is definitely notable in his career. He's been involved in various charitable endeavors, focusing on education, poverty alleviate, alleviation, social justice, and just further showcasing his commitment to giving back to communities uh, that's similar to the one that he grew up in, right? And I think that that's where the pinnacle of I made it reaches. When you can then turn around and say, but you can make it too. Here, let me help you. Almost tied to the sympathy, empathy, compassion framework that we also looked at a couple of weeks ago. Same thing. So uh, let's take a look at some of the lessons that we can pull from Jay-Z's life when it comes to reinvention. Well, the first one is embracing your past. So Jay-Z's journey shows that your past, no matter how challenging, can be a source of strength and inspiration. So he used his experiences to fuel his music first and then his entrepreneurial ventures. Just start with one. Start with the thing that you uh, that, that keeps you up at night. The thing that you obsess over, the thing that you consistently think about. And if you're still struggling with what that is, maybe you think about the thing that you tend to uh, obsess over what other people are thinking about you. I don't know. I, I just kind of think of ways because sometimes we make it too difficult. Uh, I know we talked about the decision making or two of the decision making frameworks yesterday. And that might be something or last week, but that might be something that we might dive in a little bit deeper uh, outside of this podcast again. So be on the lookout for that, because what I really think is that we try to create a lot of structures and and, and use you know, as much as I love frameworks, sometimes you don't need all of that. Sometimes the answer is right in front of you. What have you been thinking about day in and day out for the last few weeks, for the last few months? Maybe in your journal, you've been writing it. And if it's digital, maybe you can search for it, putting in a keyword. Or maybe it's been something that you've been posting. If you're really uh, active on Instagram or on LinkedIn or, you know, if you're just active on social media, what are the things you've been thinking about? What really triggers you, perhaps, that's going on in the world that you 
just can't stop talking about. So I say that because with with Jay-Z, there's this piece with embracing the past he's used or leveraged where he's come from to create that as a source of strength and inspiration to where he is today. Um, many times in reinvention, many people, you, you think about there are times when you just have to forget or to bury your past because perhaps of how dark it is. But you know what I've realized? There are many people who in life, they have found a way, the older that they get, especially when you become more mature, you find ways to, to frame what your past was. And by doing so, you don't get people lost in the details that aren't really necessary. But what you end up doing is helping them to understand that in the past, which can be relatable to them, there are things that you were able to leverage that allowed you to rise. And you don't have to get bogged down in details that, quite frankly, is not as important. And, and I think that there are layers, there are levels of when you need to go deep. And sometimes that deepness is really is literally a darkness. And other times you don't need to go that deep. You just need to give enough um, without feeling as if the past somehow is going to come back and, and, and attack you. I truly believe when I think about all of the greats, they have had some pasts, y'all. Like there have been some things that they have done, but the world has been kind and forgiving enough to look at what they have been giving to others versus what they have might have taken from others in a malicious way or things that they may have, they might have done. So that's just something to think about. And also, of course, many times it takes time, you know, time for people to forgive and for all of that healing to happen. But most of that is going to come from you. So keep that in mind, embracing your past. You don't have to relive it, but embrace it in a way to leverage it so that you can use it as a source of strength and inspiration. Uh, but also seizing control of your narrative. This is part of why people have a hard time embracing their past because they haven't found a way to reframe what they've done. Don't lie about it. Don't embellish or don't try to minimize it. But you got to find a way to embrace what the truth is, extrapolate those lessons, but then... You control the narrative as to where does your life go next from what has happened. So by co-founding Rockefeller Records, diversifying into various businesses, what Jay-Z was able to do was demonstrate the importance of taking control of his narrative, both creatively through his rapping and in business, those entrepreneurial ventures. And you can start to see that it's not that he was doing those things to crowd out what he did in the past. No, he's just evolved as an individual. And people see him not as, you know, the dope dealer, right? They see him as the philanthropist. They see him as the person who has produced many albums that have touched lives. And uh, also in the social justice arena as well. I don't know if I touched on that, but, you know, when you get to a certain level, and I know that individuals like Harry Belafonte and some others really in the civil rights movement were really focusing on leveraging artists and their influence and their power to show up in a way that could really help to change and to persuade individuals, uh, especially when it came to the equality of black people. There are just things that these artists can do that the average person couldn't. And so it was very important. It was incumbent upon them, really. There's this responsibility that they believed that they had um, 
there's this obligation in order to really turn the tides on the racial structure, racism that um, was rampant then and you know, still around y'all. It hasn't gone anywhere. But the point is, seizing control of your narrative means that you have to become successful at what you do. It's, it's not just all talk, but by doing and showing and giving, you then can have control of your narrative. It's not just about what you say about yourself, but it's when people hear your name, when they see what you've done, it registers to them, oh, that's who this person is. So it's not just about saying, it's also about doing. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, also, this idea of continuously learning and growing. So his evolution from a rapper to a business mogul and a social advocate underscores the importance of continuous learning and adapting to new roles and challenges. Once again, you just don't go from rapper to social justice advocate overnight. Right? These are things that you have to be exposed to, that you have to learn about in order to um, not just share your own perspective, but to know where to weigh in, not just verbally, but financially many times, um, how to create, if this, you know, if this is part of, if this is part of what, you know, your skill set is, or if you have to learn it, but creating grassroots movements and, and maybe you don't do things like that. But the point is, there's always going to be opportunities to learn in order to develop beyond just what you're doing right now. But it started, Jay-Z, it started with music, but it didn't end at music. Uh, resilience and persistence. So Jay-Z's opportunity is, of course, a testament to resilience because despite numerous setbacks, he, pers he persevered, showcasing the power of determination and hard work. That falls in line with just this idea of continuous learning, continuous growth. In order to do that, you have to be persistent. You have to be consistent. And of course, using the influence for positive change. None of this would have really mattered if his advocacy and his philanthropy didn't illustrate how one can leverage success and influence to enact positive change and then making a difference in the lives of others. Because you can make a difference in the lives of other people, but it doesn't necessarily have to be positive. But Jay-Z has done that. And even uh, with uh, the album 444, which were, was one of his uh, latest albums and almost like it was almost like a therapy session. Honestly, there there were tracks, there were records on in that album that really spoke to the people who might have looked up to Jay-Z as the person who um, was ambitious and was uh, making money through the hard knocks, right? Through through not just rapping, but from what he was doing back in the day. Like, you know, I got I to gotta get this money hustle mindset and I got to get it however I can get it. And there are some tracks where he said, mm -mm, you don't got to do it that way. As a matter of fact, there's a smarter way to do it. A lot of real estate and investment invite. Listen, so that comes with growth. That comes with maturity. But um, yeah, his life is just a remarkable story of transformation and reinvention. You can say what you want to say about him, uh, but he illustrates how you can rise from humble beginnings to just achieve 
extraordinary success while continually evolving and making a positive impact. Yeah. Um, and the same thing goes for you. Like think about, and this is my challenge for you as we wrap up this episode, think about your past. What about your past do you need to embrace? Now, remember, there's a difference between embracing and reliving, re revisiting it and then going through all of the mm -mm. you got to find a way to go back into that space but looking from the outside in not reenacting looking from the outside in and saying oh yeah i remember that yeah and now what can you learn from that from those moments that's where you can pull your strength and inspiration because once again especially for those of you that you believe god I am supposed to be somebody that is going to be great. Now, arguably, I believe that everybody is supposed to be great in your own way. You have your own sphere of influence. I believe that not everybody's going to live up to that potential. However, let's just say you just, you just feel this burden of I'm supposed to do something amazing. You know what? When you think about the people who have done something amazing with their lives Many times it comes from a place, they come from a place that's traumatic, a place that's dark, but they have overcome it. And if they haven't overcome it, they just learn how to manage it very well. But the point is, it starts from the past. So what do you, what do you need to embrace? What do you need to leverage? And then from there, to be able to create your own narrative. And the way that you do that is you have to start doing because it's like by doing you then become and then by becoming you shift what the narrative is about you so it's as if people may have cognitive dissonance i don't know if you've ever been in the situation where somebody's mentioned something to you about someone else You're like who that person not nah, it not nah, it can't be I, I, why because you've never seen it and it's hard to understand that that can be that individual because you haven't seen it for yourself until, of course, they're like multiple witnesses, whatever the case is. But the point is, the way that you start to rewrite or to control your narrative is not to do more, like not busy work, but it's easier to do while becoming versus saying, I'm going to become, I'm going to become, but you're not doing anything, right? So that's, that's the other thing. In order to control the narrative, really, uh, it's 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 not about having a PR onslaught, you know, having a crisis management team that just, you know, comms department is just going to flood social media and, and the news outlets with with positivity about who you are. People can see through that. It's what have you done? And quite frankly, it's how you have done it for somebody else. How are you helping other people? How do you do that? tap into the gift there's already something that has been revealed exposed shared uh you might have been uh, maybe even accidentally tripped and i say accidentally tripped into in air quotes you might have tripped into uh, a situation and oh wow i did not know that i was able to do this um use those moments and they will come time and time again until you decide to fully embrace it and what i'm learning is that sometimes you may leverage a gift and you may leave the gift alone. And when it's time to pick it back up, it's not that it's gone. You 
just got to put some work into it. A friend of mine reminded me of that today. Didn't want to hear that, y'all. But that's the reality. The reality is sometimes it doesn't come easy or as easy as it used to. There's some work that you got to put in in order to use. Remember, the gift was given so that you can help someone else, that you can inspire, enlighten, inform, motivate, maybe physically reposition or uplift or heal someone else, teach someone else. That's all in there. That's what the gift is about. The gift isn't really yours. It's yours to leverage, but it's yours to leverage so that somebody else can benefit of its fruits. All right. So that's all I've got. I think that, you know, if there if there are any other profiles that, of course, you have uh, any suggestions that you want to give, then by all means, please let me know. But I think that we're going to be on this profiling tip in the podcast for a little bit. And then at some point, we'll probably talk about storytelling because, you know, I enjoy storytelling. I, I saw the new Hunger Games show uh, movie and it was very interesting. Um, I got to start reviewing some movies. I mean, I'm seeing movies, but I'm not really talking about them. So, yeah, okay, Rick, we'll get there. We'll get there. But until then, thank you and come again.